Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And, you know, I'm just going to keep saying amalgamation. <laughs> I can tweet that out all day. People are going to be like, what are you talking about? I'll be like, amalgamation. Just keep artificially yeah. working it into sentences. Where the it amalgamation right. of amazingness. Yes. Brian Finneran. So. It's really great to be on with you guys. This is such an amalgamation. <laughs> These are the tales of fantasy football past as you've never heard them. Our guests tell stories blending fantasy football production, on and off field moments, memories of personal fantasy football catastrophe, and elation, and yes, alcohol. We do the work, you tell the story. These are the fantasy football stories. I'm Shane Manila, and I'm going to tell you about Brian Westbrook. Brian Westbrook went to Villanova University. Villanova University is not in Philadelphia. Oftentimes, people will confuse Philadelphia for Villanova. Um, it is not Philly. Um, I went to Villanova once for uh, a graduation of someone and man, it's nice there. It's on the main line. It's very uppity, but it is not Philly, but we claim it when it's convenient. So like when the Villanova Wildcats won uh, the MB- NCAA championship in the eighties. And then again, last couple of years, last 10 years when they won them, we claimed Nova like they're ours. Most time we don't, we don't claim Nova though, but yeah, Brian Westbrook went there. Hallie Long went there. Before Brian Westbrook, he was probably the most famous Villanova alum in the NFL. Um, Brian Finneran went there and actually played with Brian Westbrook. I don't know if anyone remembers Brian Finneran from the Atlanta Falcon days. Really, really, Brian Finneran not getting the respect he deserves. He was a yeah, no, that's Brian Westbrook. So no, that that wouldn't be true. That statement I was about to make, um, but Finneran, wow, he really wasn't that good. My memories are really hazy. So he had one good year. What are you going to say? I was going to say he had multiple 1,000-yard receiving seasons, but that's the wrong Brian, and that's wrong. So his best year was 838 yards with uh, Atlanta in close. 2010. He, he had one one season so, like that. Yeah. Sorry for not remembering him. But you should have, um, you know. <laughs> He was he was on the Eagles practice squad and they uh, they cut him and he ended up in Atlanta. Matter of fact, he actually played three games for the Eagles. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. And then, I don't remember uh, those three or forget those three games. And then he went on for a long career. He had eight years in Atlanta. That's not bad. He was there during the Roddy White years. <laughs> so Villanova back then, um, wow, they were actually a good team and they were cha- challenging for national championships in division. Obviously not the big, the best division. Um, back then it was called what division two or something. Andy Talley was the head coach. Yeah. Geez. Now it's all coming back to me, baby. Um, yeah. So, oh my God. Villanova. Yeah. Philly used to claim Villanova's football at that point too. Um, when Brian Westbrook was there, Brian Finneran, I forget the quarterback. The quarterback was decent. 
Um, but I just remember reading the daily news back then. I was probably in college. What are we talking about? 20 years ago? I'm 43. Yeah, I was in college. And I used to read absolutely every last article in the, the daily news um, to help kill time in between classes because I didn't drive. And classes were like 40 minutes apart. Um, so I basically go to the library and read the newspaper. But yeah, anyway, sorry. Villanova, um, really good run while Westbrook and Finneran were there. <clears throat> they actually had really good runs after that, too, but not as fun. I think, and I could be wrong, I think they lost in the national championship when Westbrook and Finneran were there. I could be wrong, though. I could be wrong that they even played together now that I'm reading this. 97 and 2001. Eh, they might not have. Whatever. I remember them playing together. It's 20 years ago, so if I'm wrong, whatever. Prove it. Um, We're still talking about Fiona Apple, right? Yes, exactly. Fiona Apple. She was a criminal. Um, man, those were, those were fun teams. I remember watching Villanova football on television um, on purpose, which is, you know, not, not just college football. Like, you're watching Division to uh, subsection three of the FBS uh, subdivision uh, third tier, uh, whatever. But I remember watching them and they play like they were in the same division. I know people know Mount St. Union, right? Everyone's heard of them at least. Right. Because they dominate whatever division they're at. They've won like 460 national championships in a row. And Nova lost to them in one. And I, think they beat them in one. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they won one, at least one. I don't think it was one where Westbrook was there, though. Mike is shaking his head no. They never won? Football National Championship? Uh, I, I, I they won the thing. Uh, many won, years. Won, Villanova won the National Championship in 2009 over Montana. Right. Yeah, so that but was in the, in the Westbrook in the Westbrook years. Uh, it looks like yeah. it's freshman year. They made it to the quarterfinals and lost to Youngstown State. Youngstown State. Oh my God, that's another school. Yeah, so I'm just so, gonna say I don't think Shane's allowed to self-check his facts here. I think the whole point just is to make any facts. No, all right. Well, if I just make them up, yeah. <laughs> what you say is law here. This is your episode. So. Uh, prima nocta. <laughs> If it helps, uh, I, I'm trying to do some quick fact checks. And I don't. No, think you can call him out. That's totally true fine. that he's sad. I don't think anything's been true. <laughs> no, most of the things I say are not true. Um, my name's not even actually Shane, which is the funniest thing. Um, my name's Tom. But people have been calling me Shane for years, so I just go with it. But I will say this. Brian Westbrook, um, I guess Fenneran was started a couple of years before him but and uh, that kicked off that there was like this boom period for Villanova football um and I guess you guys weren't as enamored with it um as I was but it was awesome um like I said I, I'm from Philly and we claimed them at that time like that was like oh no, no, no they're a Philly school um and then when the you know the, the school would do bad I'd be like oh no, 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 no that's a suburbs that's not Philly like that's not even remotely Philly like nah like Jay, uh, before Jay Wright, Steve Lapis, so the basketball team. So when Villanova was really bad at basketball towards the end, I was like, nah, Nova's not Philly. But when they were good, when they won the championship, I'm like, oh, another Philly team won the championship. Look at that. Yeah. City of champions. Yep. There you go. Look, Villanova's won two, three national championships in basketball. 
one of only, I'll make up a number, 15 schools, right? Yeah. Wow, that's really impressive. You were going to be more aggressive than that. And 15, then 10? Ford. Ford. Well, I, I know Duke, Kansas. Um, that's it. Actually, three. There's only been three schools that have won um, at least three national championships in college yeah. basketball. And UCLA never one existed. That doesn't count. Um, that was um, pre-segregation. So I don't count that. That's not true either because uh, Ralph Sender, I believe, was their, was one of their centers, right? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, um, for those that are really young and don't know, and Bill Walton. So, yeah, that's so it was four, actually. It was UCLA. They've got the most because they won 86 championships in a row. But um, so I don't count any of those, like the Yankees championships, how they have 27 championships. Yeah, I don't count 13 of them because they were pre-segregation. Um, then five of them were won because of steroids. So those don't count. Um, one they stole against the Phillies. Um, so that also does not count. So if you think about it, the Yankees have won two championships. Is that that impressive? Yeah. They've been around for 50 years. All that to say is uh, Villanova is a powerhouse um, for such a small school. It's not Philadelphia except when it's convenient. And Brian Westbrook um, went there. Brian Westbrook went there, and so did Brian Finneran, and that all leads back to Calvin Ridley. <laughs> Which is our topic for today. Yes. <laughs> so, Nova, a uh, really fun run while Westbrook was there. I'm going to just say that he won the Walter Payton Player of the Year Award. I don't know if that's true. It's probably true. Um, that's like the Heisman for the fake colleges, whatever those little colleges are. I mean, they're real colleges, but sports-wise, you know what I mean? Like Villanova would have gotten smoked against, like, if they had to play Alabama. You know, like that way. Villanova did beat Temple. Temple. This is how bad Temple football was. Temple used to lose consistently to Villanova, and that was, like, their biggest game of the year. And that's when Temple was Division One, and Villanova was, like we said, just some. They weren't even in a real division. I think they played in a preschool league. It's witty. Um, Brian Westbrook joined the Eagles um, right around the same time Andy Reid did, maybe a couple years after. I don't know. I'm just making things up at this point. Brian Westbrook did join the Eagles the first year of the Andy Reid era, and that was. Easily the greatest era of Eagles football um, ever in their history. Um, they didn't win a Super Bowl, and that was awful. Um, they couldn't make it to the Super Bowl, um, which kept sucking. And then they, they went to the Super Bowl and lost to uh, New England, who cheated because that's what New England does. Um, they take the walkthrough. Uh, they had drones before the rest of us even knew fucking drones existed um, and taped some stuff. And I don't even know what goes on a walk and goes on in a walkthrough. But because the Eagles lost that Super Bowl, I'm going to assume that it's very intricate that you go through all your plays and they knew the plays. Um, so New England should have been stripped of that Super Bowl and it should have been given to the Philadelphia Eagles. And I should have gone to parade and like whenever they played. I, I don't want to know. I'll say it was 2004. Does that sound right? That sounds right. Yeah. Sure. It was not 2005 because they were 6-10, and 10, so they probably didn't make the playoffs, um, though they would have been just a half game out of the NFC East this year. But, yeah, um, Westbrook, and that's probably part of why I have so many fond memories of him, right? 
is that that's the best era of Philadelphia Eagles football that there ever was. Um, and really, it was two guys. It was McNabb and it was Westbrook. Like, those were the constants. Um, Terrell Owens got added to the team for one season. They went to the Super Bowl, and then he lost his mind and did sit-ups in the, uh, his parking garage. But anyway, so what were we talking about? Yeah, so that was the best era of Philadelphia Eagles football ever. They were always fighting for the and they they always won the NFC East, which is great because we got to the point where if you're from Philly, you know we have this complex about Dallas because they've won a bunch of championships, they beat our ass a bunch of times, whatever. We got to the point where Dallas did not matter. It was like, oh, it's Dallas week. Well, we're just going to beat them again. So fine. You know what I mean? Like it was just every year they were competing for the NFC East title. And the only thing that you were worried about was like, seriously, you were promised the NFC conference, uh, the, the conference championship. You were promised that. And that's the hump they could not get over. And when they finally got over it, you were like, this is the year. This is, it's going to happen. You know, um, unfortunately, Terrell Owens broke his leg. Uh, four or five weeks before the Super Bowl. He came back and bought out in the Super Bowl. Um, Janet Jackson showed her breast at the Super Bowl. Um, Wardrobe malfunction. Yeah, saddest story is I missed that um, because I was at my friend's and I said, they're going to fucking lose this game and I'm leaving. And I left and I missed the halftime performance and I never got to see Janet Jackson's boob. To this day, I still look on the internet and all I see is squiggly lines. And I don't know if I've ever gotten over that, but that's a whole other issue. Um, and then it was the descent after that. It was all down downhill after that for the team, for Brian Westbrook, for uh, Andy Reid, for me, for Janet Jackson's boobs, uh, for Justin Timberlake, just everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, gravity took hold. Of her, um, it doesn't matter how much plastic surgery you have. Eventually, gravity always wins, as Radiohead uh, told us. I'm gonna have to challenge you. Gravity. On the, uh, I'm gonna have to challenge you on Justin Timberlake taking a uh, a downward turn because he's always yeah, got like, yeah, rocket. He, he actually did, yeah. Because then he did Alpha Dog, <laughs> and you're like, oh, he can act. Good fact check. Yeah, with tattoos. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, we knew he could play. sing and dance. He can act now. He's he's certified triple threat. And Alpha Dog, when he was all tatted up, I was like, I'm a little bit horny for him. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, badass <laughs> Justin Timberlake is kind of my speed. Yeah, you're right. Justin Timberlake's the only thing that, like, improved after that Super Bowl. And New England, because they continued to cheat. Um, it's been proven they used PEDs. They taped walkthroughs. They stole playbooks. Um, if you remember that Coach episode, I know you guys are a little young, but there was a show Coach on uh, Fox many years ago. And uh, Dauber lost the playbook. It was actually based on a true story of New England stealing the playbook in the Super Bowl uh, against every team they ever won against. I've kind of always been a wide receiver slut. So I rarely, if ever, would end up Westbrook on my roster. Hmm. Um, the biggest plays I remember is like the miracle at the Meadowlands, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the rest of it just feels like one, like, uh, um, I'm looking for a word that means like it's all mixed together. So whatever that word is of the screen game. Amalgamation. There you go. See, I thought it was that, but I was like, eh, don't want to throw that out if it's wrong. 
the screen game and, you know, the highlights we were just watching, like, I don't even know how many of the touchdowns were screens, but probably 70% of them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that there was ever in the history of football, a better uh, screen running back. Mm-hmm. Um, he was just perfect for it. Um, he, he set up his blockers. Um, he knew where his holes were going to be. He, he understood angles um, I don't know if he, he was especially good at math in college, but at least he understood it on the field. Um, I'll, look, I'll look up his degree. Yeah. Um, he went to Nova, which was a very good school. So whatever it was in, I'm sure he's very intelligent. But, yeah, he just knew angles. He, he just – the screen game, he was – it was almost something like you had never seen. Like I said, I don't remember before him running backs running actual wide receiver routes. Um, the Eagles had pass catching guys in the past, like Keith Byers, but they were, those were all dump offs. They were fullbacks. So he was like, you know, he, he'd have a four yards per catch, but Westbrook was an actual wide receiver that just happened to be built, you know, like a, a, a brick house, um, as a running back. He was, he was that all around back. Like he just, I mean, his stats speak to what he was. Like he, he, could, he was equally as dangerous as a receiver as he was as a running back. Like, you know, he only ran for 812 yards, which you're like, meh. Well, he had 700 yards receiving. So he had 1500 yards. Um, he's, I don't want to say he's the first guy, um, cause he's probably not, but he's the first guy for me where I looked at fantasy and I looked at stats differently. Because in the olden days, you would look at it like, well, how many yards did he run for? Did he run for a thousand yards? Because, you know, that's what mattered back then. That's what, right? that, that's what matters. Yeah. Like, oh, he's a thousand yard rusher. But you know, now, again, in the new age of enlightenment, we're like a thousand yards. Like, whatever. How many receiving yards do you have? Like, yeah, how many all purpose? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what's a, a thousand yards, but you only had 1,200 total yards? Like, go fuck yourself. But, you know. So it was what like, you drinking over there, Shane? Um, right now it's empty, and I'm going to fill it up in a second after I stop rambling and let you guys talk a little bit. Uh, <laughs> we have Jack Daniels and Coca-Cola. Good old Jack and Coke. I've, I've heard of that mix before. Yeah, yeah. I am, I am anything if not um, plain and just simple. Brian Westbrook uh, could have been easily first ballot Hall of Famer running back, right? I think we've established that, and we all agree with me. Think so. After watching those highlights, I think he might be the best football player that's ever existed. I, I, I realized that those were highlights, so I might be a little skewed there. But if I mean longevity is part of it, right? He doesn't have the longevity career-wise. I think he played nine or ten seasons, so his counting stats aren't up there because uh, unfortunately he didn't have any monster seasons where he had four hundred touches which was a thing um, for you young guys in the NFL. Running backs used to get 400 touches. Look up Larry Johnson. There's a reason he only lasted three years in the league. And he's also crazy, too, if you look him up. Um, but if yeah, if Westbrook could have had just four more touches a game over seasons, uh, his career, that would have worked out to – I'll do quick math in my head and say that's 54. Sure, that sounds right. 54 more touches a season, he would have been a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, he was that good. He was what you, you know, he's not as nimble as Christian McCaffrey, but he was just as good as a receiver. 
he he was the precursor, obviously that whole generation. He was they were the precursor to what we enjoy and what we like in fantasy football and what we want in fantasy football now. The running backs that can catch, the running backs that can also um, you know, run, obviously. He was the precursor to that, where it was I don't care how many rushing attempts he gets. If he gets 150, great. But if he gets a hundred targets, I'm over the moon. He was Alvin Kamara. One of y'all did the comp earlier. He was Alvin Kamara before Alvin Kamara. So I would, uh, I'd vote for Brian Westbrook if I had a Hall of Fame vote. I don't for some reason. Not exactly sure why. Um, if any of you guys do, though, I would suggest you do. Just look at his stats. Look at his um, yards per target, yards per play, yards per touch. Look at his fantasy points per touch. Um, you can't because those stats didn't exist back then. But if you could and you feel like doing that spreadsheet, send it to me. Um, cause I think he would pull out your abacus. Yeah. I think he would from the previous seasons. I think he would rank highly in all those metrics, like advanced metrics. If they had like juke rate back then, like we just watched those highlights. His juke rate was 370%. That's insane because there's only a hundred percent of anything. Right. But he was at 370% on those plays that we saw. And you could see it. I mean, like he just, it's it's what he looked like, man. He just looked like he was on another level on the football field at his best. Obviously, you know, when he started breaking down towards the end of his career and towards the end of his run with the Eagles, it was sad because you're like, this isn't the Westbrook I remember. But at his peak, man, I I just remember he looked different. You know, there's special players look different on the football field. Um you know, you look at Christian McCaffrey, a guy like that. Like, he just looks like a different animal when he's on the field, and that's what Westbrook looked like all the time. Yeah. He never bobbled passes. Like, he was just perfect. He was the perfect football player. And he was he, he was almost the most perfect fantasy player, too, because you also got to argue as to why he would be better. Because, you know, it's not just that we like arguing how good someone is, because that's obvious. You know what I mean? We all love going, Christian McCaffrey's a stud. What we really love doing, though, is going, Miles Sanders could be better than Christian McCaffrey if. So that's why Brian Westbrook is awesome, too, because you can still do the, well, Brian Westbrook would have been the greatest fantasy football player of all time if. So I love that because that still exists. There you have it. That is the story. And these are the fantasy football stories. Was it 100% accurate? Yeah, that sounds right. Follow us on Twitter at the FF Stories. Also, see all of our inebriated storytelling podcasts as part of the Stories Podcast Network at the Stories Pods on Twitter as our guests rewrite the past across various sports. Alcoholic drinks are consumed voluntarily by our guests at their own discretion. Please drink responsibly. I think that's all I got. So if he had the same amount of targets, maybe he would be even better? He would have easily uh, surpassed 1,000 yards receiving. Easily. Um, Kamara's probably one of the best uh, running back receivers in the league, right? I I put him up there with Christian McCaffrey. Probably one of those two, right? 
I don't, and I don't say this flippantly, I don't think he was at the level that Westbrook was. Like I said, Westbrook was out there running actual routes. Like he wasn't just out there running wheel routes. He wasn't just running screens, although we saw that he was probably the greatest screen receiver at the running back position. I think everyone agrees with me after the highlights, because um, that's the only, those are the only receptions he ever had on screens, by the way, those highlights, um, which is impressive. Um, but no, he could run, you could put him out there and he could run full route. Like he had a full route trait and that went back to college and outside of, you know, even now they'll stick a receiver on the outside and then I'll just kind of, uh, excuse me, I'm running back on the outside, but then you'll watch the play and he'll kind of just stand there and you're like, dude, that's not a route. Like Westbrook will run out, go out there and run a post. He'd run a slant. Like it was just a beautiful, he'd run a nine. He, like he was just better. I wish he was still playing now. I mean, it probably wouldn't be as impressive because he's like 46 um, and he'd probably get injured. But if we could take young Brian Westbrook and put him in this this timeline, that would be awesome. Because he's kind of like an amalgamation of he is an amalgamation. He is. He's an amalgam. Also a tight end. So, but if first you have to amalgamate the tight end, it, it, it's the math gets confusing. It's the amalgamation over the tight end, and then the running back over the amalgamation. So, I'll write that out and I'll send you the uh, the the math. Equation, yeah, is that what they call them? Recipe theorem. Yeah, I was just, yeah, I was going to say math recipe or math words. <laughs> math words. The amalgamation math words. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.